0: So, we're here to start. First, we're going to talk about how to learn Gemara, let's say, Bacchus, how to learn the text of the Gemara, how to clarify the Gemara. Then, we'll also discuss how to remember the Gemara well. And then, after the first section, we'll, we'll move on to a second section, which will be how to analyze the Sugi, how to learn B'iyun. And then, we'll have a chance to look at specific tools, guidelines for different Rishonim maybe, how to learn Halakha, because there are, certain, sorry, there are certain principles that the Rishonim also used in how they wrote, and what they were trying to convey. If you understand the rules of what they were trying to do, it will make it much easier for us to understand them. Let's start with the Gemara first, and what I think always is the most important first step. So important, I think it's obvious, even though it's often forgotten about. And that is when you're coming to learn something, whether it's the Gemara, whether it's the Halakhi Bura, whether it's the Tosis, whatever the topic is going to be. The first rule is, give the Gemara a chance. Give the Gemara a chance. And what do I mean by that? Very often, the way people learn is they open up the mission. We're learning Baba Matthias, let's give that as the example. So saying, Oksim, what did Rashi say? And you get Rashi. One second, we have a question on that. What does to say? You look somewhere else. And. What happened? Well, what did the Mishnah say? You were in the middle of a land. The Mishnah was about to explain the case to you. Two people holding on to a thayless. This one says it's mine, this one says it's man. First get clear, what did the Mishnah say? After it, you can look beyond that. You can look at Rashi, you can look at the Foshim. we can ask questions, we can discuss. But if you don't give the Mishnah a chance to develop what it wants to say, it's not a question you won't remember after it says. You never actually thought about it. You never got that far. You guys, five words into the sugya, and then you start to get sidetracked. You started off a sugya, and the Gemara is about to discuss something. But there's a Rishon who talks about it. It's an important rabbi of ego. And because I want to see these things, then it's good. But I never got to see the Gemara cons- consistently. I never saw the whole idea of what the, what, the Gemara is. The first point of reference was trying to give across. Another place. the same mistake happens, it's also equally common. You're trying to learn halacha, So you open up the Mishra and you read the Shukha at the top, and you start reading five words of Shukha and you say an alif. Alif, Mishra what does he say? Wait, let the Shukha say what he wants to say first. otherwise, and I say this in Mahalakha Kuala, people get extremely confused in halacha. Who said what? What is the Shukha opinion? What is the Ramah's opinion? What is the Mishra opinion? Because... They learned it like that. They learned everything is a jumble. A bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of this and a bit of that. And like I said, it's not a problem of remembering. It's a problem of never learning it the first time. Never learning the first time. When I'm trying to learn a Gemara, my priority right now is just the Gemara. The Mufashim, the Zachronim, the Marimakomas from the Maggit Shia. Okay, we'll do that next. But first is the Gemara. Give the Gemara a chance to say what it wants to say. If I'm focusing now just on understanding the Gemara, everything else I'm not paying attention to, just the Gemara, then at least I'll come out first clearly what the Gemara say. And I'll save a lot of time. Because if I know first what the Gemara says, and that's clear to me, now when I go back to look at something else, it's like the second story, I already built the first for another Gemara. Now you're coming to add something, you're coming to ask a question. So, okay, so now I know what I know, and now you're asking, you adding something new. This is the second point. But if a person is not clear not clear on what the Gemara said, then everything becomes not clear. Because I never got clear where I'm starting with. How many times do you think of a Sugi? Like, one second, who asked the question? Was that the Gemara's question? Was it Rashi's question? Was the Mashal's question? Why? Because that's the way we learn it. We learn everything as information coming from all sides at once. So, of course, it's hard to understand what's what. I told you every rule I'll give you, I'll find you a proof in the Gemara itself. I'll give you the, the I'll give you the Gemara says clearly. The Gemara says, Imra tell me, if you see a student, someone is, learning, someone is learning, that the Gemara is not clear to him. That the Gemara is not clear to him. His next step, he's confused. In the Gemara, if you see someone like that, you should know the reason is, begelashem b'shnasi and your he never clarified the Mishnayos. If you're talking about the door of the Gemara, people learning at that time, what the had was the Mishnah and the Gemara. And if a person's mixed up, what's the Gemara, what's the Gemara saying? What's the Gemara asking? Is the answering? What's the problem? Not the Gemara, not the lands The problem is he never clarified where he's starting from. Get the Mishnayos straight first. If the Mishnah is clear to me now, what the Gemara is doing. If the Mishnah wasn't clear to me, so now I'm already missing the first step. Now of course I'm going to get mixed up when it gets to step two. And for us, we don't just have Mishnah and the Gemara. For us, it's a much more complicated operation. We have many more Mephoshim to throw in as well. We have Rashi, we have Tosis, we have the we have the we have everything else we're going to see also. And if you see someone that is not clear, everything's mixed up, go right back to the beginning. You probably didn't read the Mishnah, know what the Mishnah said. You didn't read the Gemara, and what the Gemara said. Also, it goes so far. The Rats in one of his letters. The stifler is a, a book of his letters called Krenn De and the One of the letters he writes is to give people advice how to learn. And this is what he said. It would seem to go against what we would think. But basically, the principle, we just learned to understand the logic of what he's saying. The stifler writes over there, he says, if you're busy learning and you come across a question, you think of a nice question. He says, write it down on a piece of paper on the side of the Gemara, wherever you want, write it down somewhere so you don't forget it. But don't stop to think about it now. You're in the middle of reading the Gemara. You're going to get sidetracked now to think about your question, and go into that and discuss it and look it up. You're going to lose the flow of what's going on. You're going to lose focus of what the Gemara is saying. It's a question. We'll come back to it. Write it down. It's there. And we'll come and address it later. But if I want to stop every time I have a question to, or something I want to clarify, I'll never know what the Gemara is talking about. I'll never get clear what happens. I don't know if the Adam's got there or not. If I say that one of the most well-known suggies in the yeshiva world is the suggie of Takvei koin and of Zayn. You got it yet? yet? You'll get it. That. That's Takvei And everybody knows that there's a big makhlekes there between Tosis and the Rambam, and everybody knows that there's a famous Kshayis and the famous Reb and lots of other ways of explaining the makhlekes. It's a big, it's a well-known suggie. And anybody who learns how of material, of course, is going to spend a significant amount of time that he talked about. I remember once when I was still in the black and yeshiva. So one of the yeshives once came to this majorish. All worked up. And then with the old yard, he called everyone into his office. He wants to make a machal, he wants to make a, a protest about what? He said he had just been interviewing students who wanted to apply to the Yesheva. And if you want to apply so you get heard from one of the Rosh Hashivahs. So he said, from a certain, from high school, a certain nishabiktan in this country, he had just interviewed 20 students who wanted to apply to the Shiva. And, obviously he asked each one what he was learning. He said, I asked all them one by one. Whoever came into my office, I asked all 20 of them the same question. And not a single one could ask. What was the tremendously difficult question? They asked 20 good boys, not a single answer. The question is, he said, I asked them, what was the story in the Gemara that the Gemara brings the Tokbakan as a riot for? Tokbakan is a bracer in Bukharis. It's being brought as a riot for something. What was the story in the Gemara? What happened? What was the case? And the Gemara goes to Bukharis to bring a riot in the story of Tokbakan. What was the story? He said, not a single one out of 20 boys had done the surga, what the Gemara said. He said, so it's a tragedy. You can have random you can have chat in random you can discuss the lambdas of what's going on in the surga, but the first thing is, what is the Gemara trying to say from there? What was the case? What happened? What is the story? We you think that's the most basic step? Most basic what did the Gemara say? But like the Messrs. Sharmaz's introduction, sometimes because it's so basic, that's when it gets forgotten. Sometimes the things which we take for granted, obviously it's like, it's so straightforward to us. That's why we forget it. Don't forget it. It's a mistake which people tend to make because they're in a rush to get to the next step. Because they want to see the before really, Because they want to think about the questions they had. But at the end of the day, if the point of day is to know the Gemara, the, the way to do it is focus, and right now I'm trying to understand the Gemara. Everything else, We'll do afterwards everything else i'll add on later first the gemara now really really if you're going to take us to an extreme we should learn the way the finish that how do you know how to finish that he tells us in the introduction to his definition he has a yeshiva it was quite a big yeshiva also a few hundred talmidim and he tells us the way they learned in his yeshiva really we should do the same thing but that's a bit difficult how did the nation learn yeah? The in October. The way we learned in our was when we learned in the yeshiva, whatever it was, we started from the beginning until the end, just Rashi. The whole masechta, beginning to end, just Rashi. And we did that a few times, like every New Year's Then we went back and started doing this again. Now that's a little bit difficult to do. If you're going to wait until you finish see a few times, it's just Rashi, it's going to take a long time. Right? Okay, so let's say we're not going to go that far. We don't know everything the Gemara says about the topic. But at least, whatever piece of Gemara I'm learning, it could be a few lines, a question and an answer. Two opinions. At least, however so big the piece of Gemara I'm tackling right now is, give the Gemara a chance to finish those few lines. At least at one point of Gemara, know well. So if the Gemara wants to bring a line from the case of here, at least read a few lines of the go. The whole idea, what did Rukhir say? What was this case? What what does he want to say? Why is there a shvah? And if I have that that components, that piece of the Gemara clear, good I can work with it. I know what happens. Same thing I'm going back to Halaqah as my second example. Of course you want to see the mashubara. Of course you want to see what everyone says about the But at least first give the a chance to finish what he wanted to say. Then he starts up a case and he's going to tell you what's the Give him a chance to say what he says. L'arach is now. It could be the mishavur arachis. That could be. Well, I'll get him to. First, I give the Shukhamana a chance. He says this is rach. Then I give the Mishabura a chance. He wants to say this. Okay, that's very good. Now another two opinions. But if a person mixes them up together, and the person does everything at once, and then everything gets confused. So we said two things. Number one, is don't interrupt what you're learning now. To look at other things finish what you want to do now first and then after you can move on to something else number two that is interrupt what you're learning now to argue about it to discuss it if we understand what the Gemara is saying good we'll keep going obviously if I can't read the word I don't know what it means I'm going to have to stop and find out because I can't read without it but if I have a swara I have a question I have a what it? whatever it's going to be wait give the Gemara chance to finish and then obviously we can, say, we can go back and then the obviously we can go back and discuss. And this is also a Gemara. This is a Gemara, the Gemara says in two places. The Gemara says now we reside in that we test, and the Gemara says in the Prophet, that's another place. The same name. Oma Rab. Rab says in both places, the same thing. If the way to learn is, on the Fosuk it says, Haskes Ushma Yisro." When Moshe is saying, Kaisal to listen to and Hatsalantaria, is a very unusual word. Has or Shema Yisrael. Shema means to listen. So what does Haskeis mean? So the Gemarion translates like this. The Gemarion says have to break into two words. It says first Has and then Kates. Which means first be quiet. Has is in Hebrew words to be quiet. Like the Basic says Haskel is Nehashem. Everything should be silent as when Hashem speaks. And after is Kates. Kates is to, to chop something up, to grind it up. Says the Gemara, the way to learn is the first time you're learning something, else. keep quiet. Listen to what's being said. Afterwards, you can go back and analyze it. You can break it up. You can think about it. You can discuss it. And again, Rob is saying this in the taq, and Rob is giving us eight to to learn. Not just a chat in the pshaht and the The first time you learn something, now's not the time to comment, now's not the time to ask, now's not the time to argue or to discuss or to. Listen. Just listen. Listen to what you say. I give you a marshal. Everyone's sitting here listening very nicely. Right? But if you're going to argue with me about every point I said, it's not the Prat in Gemara, and it's not the Prat over here, you could be right. We can discuss it. If I never get a chance to say what I wanted to say, you'd never know the point of what I'm trying to tell you. Right? It's because you're listening to me, so now we can discuss, Now I understand the point. Now we can discuss. Maybe you have questions, maybe you have things you want to discuss, bring up on the topic. Okay, afterwards. But give uh, the Gemara the same, there are right? If we can discuss the Gemara, we can analyze it. There's lots of it which has been written, and there's lots I'm sure we can slow out. But the first point has to be, give the Gemara a chance. Now, right. sometimes he ask the question, does that mean even without Rashi? Does that mean even without Rashi? Now, here, I'll explain to you the, 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 why it's a good question. And that is like this. usually, a person needs Rashi the first time round, because Rashi acts as the first one who comes to explain to us what the word is saying. And very often without Rashi, we can't understand what the word wants, Rashi comes to help us. Right? And then when you read with Rashi, it gives us an understanding of what's going on. So to say, don't read Rashi the first time round, really, is doing us a disservice because we won't understand. That's true. But on the other hand, and this is something we have to be aware of, Rashi wasn't just a dictionary. Rashi wasn't just there to translate hard words for us into easier ones. He does that too. But Rashi has his opinion in the Gemara also. And therefore, if we learn the Gemara with Rashi, we being the Aetim subliminally fed Rashi's chat and how to read the Gemara. That's what he's telling us. We're going to see other Rishonim afterwards. So they might have understood differently to Rashi. Not every Rishon had Rashi and then always learn like Rashi then. We've automatically assumed that the Gemara means what Rashi says it means is because we learned with Rashi. Now, like I said, we can't always help that, because without Rashi, we don't understand. But at least the person has to be aware, and we're going to still talk about this in more detail, when we learn Rashi, that Rashi isn't just coming to explain, Rashi is coming to add his interpretation to the Gemara too. Where do you see this the most common? The most common? Is when you're learning a Russian who wasn't one of Rashi's Talmudim. When you're learning a Russian who was one of Rashi's Talmudim, and talking about the Baleatosis and the French Rishonim, so they don't talk Rashi then. They might argue with him. They might disagree with him. They might ask questions of him. But the way they approached the Gemara was the they were all They learned from him. But if you're looking at a religion from a different school, for example, the Ramba. who grew up in Morocco and ended up in Egypt. He never learned with Rashi. Right? So everyone always asks, well, oh, the Ramba's going against the Gemara. It's not really a question. He's not. He's going against the way you thought, you the, the understood the Gemara because he knew, at, knew at the Gemara with Rashi. He didn't. But like I said, we're going to have to do this at the second step, and that is, analyze what's Rashi adding to the Gemara. That's not a first step. The first step, if we would be able to understand the Gemara without Rashi, that would be even better. I'm saying theoretically, because that way be, we aren't biased by anyone's interpretation. We saw what the Gemara said. But seeing as it's not always possible, we need Rashi to help us. So the first time we're going to learn, learn with Rashi. We learn the Gemara, Rashi, Rashi gives us an interpretation. I'm just saying it to keep in mind that... Even if that, but at the end of the day, Rashi is adding interpretation and we're going to have to look afterwards when we go back to the other Sugi Mobi Ion to think, what did the Gemara say and what did Rashi add? What did Rashi add? Okay, so that's uh, the first common question which comes up on this idea. And that is, when you're the Gemara, we only want to see the Gemara, but at least we want to see it with Rashi, that gives us the starting point. What about the other Sugi? When the Gemara itself often does this, it starts off with something, and the Gemara asks a question on itself. It goes into a, ta- a tangent to answer its own question, and comes back to the first point again. Why does the Gemara do that? So this we're going to talk about next time. But Hashem, I want to give you the the key to understanding why Rabbi actually wrote the Gemara the way he wrote it. That'll be it. next week. We'll talk about that, right? But before that, I just want to explain it. When a Gemara does that, because now's a good time to stop. When the Gemara is going to it starts in one topic. And now the Gemara goes on a detail to, the, to discuss a different topic, and it's time to stop. I've, I've seen one point, I've seen one idea. Let's, let's get that clear first. Right, and now we're going to the next point the Gemara is going to say. This is the next exercise we're going to talk about. And that is that the key to clarity is that every step we, we, we go, we're going to clarify the step before we go to the next one. The key to unclarity, confusion, is I try to do everything at once, right? And uh, I'll give you a very extreme example, just to prove this point. And that is, I don't tell he wants to finish chess, which is a wonderful thing to do. Everyone wants to finish chess, except most people. The way they take on chess is they learn whichever masecht they are in now, finish that, start the next masecht, finish that, start the next one, right? That's how uh, everyone works. Go one by one in order. we here a different Mahara. Right? He made him so fifty minutes starting throughout the day. And he started twenty percent of the month. So fifteen minutes is doing the best in brachas, The next fifty minutes the best in Shabbos. The next fifty minutes the best the best in Ayurved. And so like, taking a chance, all one go. So I said, why why are you doing it like that? Bad? Do you think it's gonna save you time? At the end of the day it's the same amount of material. Why you said that you want to save you time, you're gonna get up super confused, right? It's not like you know, you're not sure if it's in this or that or I don't know where in is, it is, right? It's somewhere without. it. And I'm assuming that's an extreme case, but it's the same idea. Okay. If a person is with a learning now, they clarify now. Now I know it, I understand it, now I'm ready to move on. You won't go slower. You won't, you won't go slower. If I'm going to commit that amount of time to learning, I'll achieve exactly the same amount. Just, the difference is, I'll, I'll come out with something clear, as opposed to being tremendously confused. The same thing applies if I'm trying to learn, when we get the video, if I'm trying to learn different Rishonim with the Surya. So I have the Kovits, I have 10 Rishonim and the Kovits. If you're going to read one line on this particular point, what is the rational the, the rational say, the rational say, the rational say, the rational say, I'm going to get very confused? There's lots of different opinions. If you want another Rishonim, give each one a chance to go through the Surya. I want to learn the Surya with Tosis. Let's see what he says. Follow him through. Right? See what he says the whole way through, then I know what he says. Okay, I think we understand the two points. The first one, clarity. What you're doing now is one point at a time. And we're going to try this out. Whatever Gemara, Rezachim, we are going to learn this week, first the second study, ninth study, it doesn't make a difference. Try this for yourselves. Try this for yourselves. If it's a new piece of Gemara that I'm seeing for the first time, we're sticking to the Gemara. It doesn't have to be the holmost after me, the whole nation. But at least the few lines I want to read now, let the Gemara finish what it said. It asked the question. then finish the question. I understood the question. Now what's the answer? A question and answer, good. That's unit. Now I can go back and look at other things. It's bringing a proof to something. It's bringing you a bracer. So let, finish the whole bracer. See what the Gemara wanted from. What's the proof? And Now the proof? Is it a, does the Gemara accept the proof or does this prove it? Okay, good. Now I the whole point. That's the first thing. It gives me a clarity, in firstly, in, in, in the source works, in the basis. More and more... You know, it's, it's common to talk about Marimokomis. That's people give you references of places to look. The problem is, more and more people are using the Gemara as a Marimokomis. The Gemara is a good reference. But the first of the Gemara is a to this is a Marimokomis. to that so you can't learn a It's just a list of references. If a person turns the Gemara into a list of references to related surges, so they'll never learn the Gemara. The first thing is, before using it as a springboard to open discussions, even around even our own questions, even our own discussions. Before we do that, we're going to be sure what it says. It's a Gemara It's a long, a long time, whatever safer it's going to be. Right? If we're going to learn a safer, at least we're going to have the Dere to give them a chance to express himself before we're going to discuss him, before we're going to take him apart and analyze it better. That's the first point. And then the second point is when it comes to learning we showing him also. Understand, each Rishan has his perspective of a Gemara. To take one line out of a Rishan, isn't doing him justice. You aren't giving him a chance to explain what he wants to explain. If you go through the whole with tabulation, then you understand how he's explaining it to you. But just a line, just a part like of, of, of a long paragraph, to take up the line I want, it's not going to work. I haven't understood what he wanted to say. It's like if you listen to a recording of a shia and chop one line out of what the maggot like shia says, that, oh, that's the line. Right? What was he trying to say? Was he asking a question with that? Was he bringing an answer with that? Was he trying to make a point? What is he saying in the opinion which he wants to argue with? If you listen to the whole shit, then you don't want to see where, where it fit it in, what it was the saying in context. McGill wasn't to bringing an example for this. But the guy walks into Shul and he heard the Chazan saying, kal- oh, yeah, kal- Rashid- um, How can it be? Everyone Hashem loves and all his enemies he destroys. That doesn't sound fair. So the girl a friend, "You he, hear what the Chazan just said? What does the pasuk mean?" And the friend had a bigger question. How the say, "Hashem, Hashem is Hashem looks after all his all the people he loves, all the rishay. And what does the pasuk really say? Hashem, Hashem is kol avrishay, Hashem looks after all that he loves, ve'skol avrishay. But if you don't take parts of the pasuk, you don't read the whole thing, so it doesn't make sense. And it's the same point over here: you want to learn something, you can't take a piece. He's trying to say something. Give him a chance to finish the process. to finish what he wanted to say, and then he understands exactly what he meant.